Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Talk. In this episode, we have a very inspiring guest with us today, Courtney Noel. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to talk with you today. I know, me too. I look up to you. I think what you're doing is great. And yes, I'm so, so happy that you're here. So really starting off with your journey, can you just kind of dig into who you are, what you do, and what your passions are? Absolutely. Love that question because it's something I try and like talk about a lot, but also like that self-talk of like, hey, you know, who are you? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to show up as? And that's really what I've taken with me over the years. And so I am a two-time entrepreneur, educator, speaker, author, and podcast host. I know that's a mouthful, but (laughs) all of this got started for me when I was really young, you know, similar to you, um, everyone, I just had Nikki on my podcast and we talked a lot about her journey similar to her, just having that dream. And I remember when I was younger, um, my parents told me like, you need to be a professional party planner when you grew up. And little did we know my first entrepreneurial uh, journey and business was in luxury wedding planning. So I was traveling all over, putting on these grand events um, for people who absolutely had just crazy budgets and really just wanted to create an experience. And that's what we were doing and did that for a couple of years. And then COVID was a thing. And it was kind of a, you know, defining moment of, okay, you didn't plan to do this long-term, but you also didn't plan to do it for only a couple of years. And while I definitely could have figured it out and made it work during COVID, that was something that obviously no one had navigated before. And I was like, you know, I'm not in the best headspace mental health wise. The last thing I want to do is have to like plan through a pandemic. That just sounds like too much for me. So I decided to pivot completely and dive into um, the long-term vision, which was getting into nutrition and really working um, with women to obviously feel their best. I love working with entrepreneurs because, you know, us entrepreneurs, we're go, go, go hustle culture. And yeah, (laughs) right. It's time, sorry, not time. It's hard for us to take the time to slow down because, you know, we're building something and a lot of pressure is on us, whether we realize it or not. And so what I learned in my first business is I cannot do this again and neglect my mental, physical, emotional health, the way that I did building that first business. And so I took that with me into this new one as a um, board certified functional nutrition counselor and advanced functional nutrition practitioner in training another mouthful, my Lord. Um, But it's just really awesome to be able to see so many people changing their lives and showing up better in their businesses and just helping your everyday woman, you know, find that confidence and break through these stereotypes that society's laid on us. And yeah, I just very blessed to do what I do and blessed to be connected with someone such as yourself, Nikki, because you two are a huge inspiration. And I'm just blown away. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just blown away to be here. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, girl, you need to write a book. I swear to God. So I actually, uh, and again, I'm, everyone's always like, what don't you do? And I'm like, I yeah. have that drive and I feel like I need to do something. And I literally just kind of make it happen. And so I have wrote a book. Um, I haven't published it yet because. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. So um, it was actually shortly into 2020, you know, um, shut down the wedding planning business and was just trying to figure out who I am without the title of wedding planner. And within a couple, (laughs) it sounds so crazy, but I had been planning this book for years in 2017. I just randomly wrote the outline. I remember telling my, you know, boyfriend at the time, now husband, 
Um, we're just sitting on the couch. He's playing video games. And I'm like, honey, I'm going to write a book. And he's <laughs> like, okay. And so wrote the outline in 2017, didn't touch it until 2019. And I was like, damn, like, how did I know this was going to be a thing? And the book's called Visionary. So like, go figure. Oh and then, yeah. And then in 2020, in March, I was just like, I know what I need to do. And so I sat down within like three days and wrote the whole entire thing um, and pushed it out there. You know, I was just really trying to get readers, um, just the awareness, you know, my community has been following me for so long from endeavor to endeavor and it just really took off. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Um, it wasn't self-published at the time. It was just like a Google drive PDF that I shared with people. And I sat down earlier at the end of last year and I was like, I need to do something with this book. And I was in just such an interesting place that I was like, I just don't feel like it's done yet because I'm still living like that next chapter. But the more that I reflect on it and I was even thinking about it last night, I'm like, no, like that is the book. And what you're living right now is just living proof of everything that you explained in the book. So yeah, so there's that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm Courtney. That's that's what I'm just like, I'm just me. This is what my life is. It's crazy all the time. Oh my gosh. No, I mean I love all of that. And it's so awesome to be able to talk with like-minded women um you know just like myself I mean I on this platform I mean I've talked with again so many like-minded women and they've just all brought something different to the table so it's so 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 inspiring for me to really just sit down here and talk with you um because we're clearly from the same backgrounds I feel I mean we definitely have very similar stories as far as our entrepreneurship goals and journeys and things like that so it's very very inspiring uh for me to hear all this Absolutely. And really digging into your entrepreneurial life and, you know, really how you got your start. So you did start in an industry um, prior to really branching out. I did as well. Um, So this is kind of an interesting question and I can relate to this so much. And I actually did talk about this one on your podcast when you interviewed me. Mm -hmm. Um, But before you really started your entrepreneurial journey and really started branching out, did you ever feel overly defined by your past career choices? Ooh, so that's a powerful one because I'm the type of person, and I think we joked about this, I'm like, I don't necessarily think I make a bad employee, but I am that employee that brings energy, that wants to think differently of how can we be more effective and efficient and how can we really make our mark on the world? Uh, Because that's just who I am. That's my integrity. That's my humility. That's my identity, I guess you can say. And so prior to starting my entrepreneurial journey, prior to graduating um, from college and, you know, just pursuing all of those things, obviously I was working for different companies. I was doing internships and along the way, it helped me piece together, you know, if I were doing my own thing or if I could call the shots, what would I do and why? And just taking in those experiences and being like, here's an area of growth. But who wants to hear that from, you know, a 20 something year old who hasn't even graduated from college yet trying to say like, oh, hey, I'm new here. But like, look at this. Mm. As it explained, this is kind of where that bottleneck is. And this is where you want to get to. What if we did things like this? And while now there's such a demand for creative thinkers and thinking outside the box, you know, several years ago, even like a decade ago, that really wasn't where everyone's thinking was. And I really feel that, you know, COVID's obviously a sensitive subject, but I feel like one of the best things that came out of COVID was people being willing to think differently. 
Right. And so I really feel like this is just a really good time to be part of something like that. But I had a hard time, you know, going back to original question, because I've always felt that my identity is in what I do. And if I am not all in with what I'm doing, I feel like I am not serving whatever I'm doing well. And I'm not serving myself well, because I'm not being my full authentic self, because I'm being fit in a box that isn't for me, if that makes sense. Right. And I just remember before graduating, I was having the hardest time trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I was just like, whatever I think I want to do isn't located in the state that we're currently in. But my boyfriend at the time, now husband, um, his job was going to be here. And I was like, what the hell am I going to do in Ohio? (laughs) (laughs) No, I was like, I was born here, um, moved away for several years, came back and he and I met when we were in college. And I just never saw myself being here permanently. And so for me, I was like, okay, well, I took all of those like personality tests when it comes to like the predictive index and some of that stuff. So companies can like figure out who you are as a person and if you'd be a good fit for roles. And I always got so frustrated because people are like, you wouldn't be a good fit. And I'm like, okay, I'm young, but put away the age side. Look at my experience. Like, talk to me, please. Because mm. I, like I kept getting shut down because it's like, mm. well, who the hell are you? Right. Young, you know, professional who, you know, on paper, it's like, it's hard to limit yourself, I feel like. And so I really had a hard time trying to find out what I wanted to do because I was like, well, how do you mix the analytical side that is my brain, you know, your left brain and right brain and that creative side. And that's where I was like, it only makes sense for me to do my own thing and be part of startups that are looking to develop that brand, that want to grow, that want to turn that passion to purpose. And that's what kind of got me here was the in-between of the two businesses of working for a health tech startup um, and truly getting to help build that. And I'm always in that startup mindset of just looking for ways to leave an impact or work with companies who are super passionate and like-minded. Right. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's hard to be in a creative space with your mindset and feel like you have to restrict yourself because what you know you want to do doesn't quite exist yet. And that's why I always say like, you know, like um, there's an awesome quote and I don't know why I can't think about it right now of like, you have to make your own reality basically. And like, yeah, do it. Yeah. I love that. I like to say, just like create your own life. Mm-hmm. Uh, do what makes you happy while you are creating your own life. Um, I think that that's so, so, so important. And really digging into what you do now, um, you do functional nutrition. And that is something that I actually am not so much educated on. I wish I was more educated on it. I have an outline of what it is and what it entails. Um, So can you just really explain to the listeners really what that entails and what that is and, you know, just really what you do? Absolutely. So giving a little background would probably be helpful because like I said, a lot of people are like, how the hell did you go from wedding nutrition? (laughs) Yeah. And so um, this is explained in my book too, but Back in 2009, um, I was diagnosed with a genetic metabolic disorder, and it affects the musculoskeletal system. And I was a three-sport athlete. I had dreams of swimming and at least qualifying for the Olympic trials. And even if I wasn't good enough to swim in the Olympics, I wanted to qualify. And at the peak of my swimming career, I was so close to qualifying for the trials in one of my races, 
And then everything came tumbling down and I was tired all the time and sore and I just couldn't train at that level. And there was one day that I pushed myself and I did not realize like there's a difference between you can do something and should you do something, especially when it comes to that medical space. And I thought I could do it and I could do it. But then the aftermath was you shouldn't have done that. And so I ended up in the hospital, um, my arms, I call them T-Rex arms. I could hardly straighten my arms because they were so sore and so inflamed. Mm. And it just kind of became what is known as rhabdomyolysis, which is basically the muscles like paralyzing themselves in a way because of what's happening metabolically. And it was extremely scary. And with genetics and with, you know, different disorders like this, they, you know, they told me there's like, there's no magic diet. There's no magic pill. There's no magic surgery. You need to learn to listen to your body. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's 2009. I don't do math, but I was like, I don't know. I was, what grade was I in? I was like a freshman or I was in eighth grade going into freshman year of high school. I was young. Oh, wow. Okay. 14. There we go. Math. Okay. <laughs> I was 14 and it's like, I don't even know who I am as a person, let alone going into your teenage years and being so, again, I found my identity in sports and having that taken away from me. I was like, who am I if I'm not an athlete? Fast forward to now, um, when I made that transition out of weddings, I fell into a director of marketing role for a health tech company. And it really made sense to finally study nutrition because how can you be a wedding planner and have that desire to study nutrition and make it make sense? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Hey honey, you know, boyfriend at the time, um, and, you know, and obviously now husband, I was like, I just can't imagine having this thriving, you know, successful wedding career and be like, Hey, I want to get certified in nutrition. Like again, make that make sense. So it was just trusting the process and that pivotal point of, okay, I'm finally in this industry. It is only going to make me more valuable to the company and to the clients that we're going to serve if I can speak their language beyond, you know, personal stories. So that's what really got me into it. And now in the functional nutrition space, there's a difference between conventional medicine, your modern medicine, your Western medicine, whatever, and functional and functional looks beyond just your symptoms. Um, It looks at your different systems in your body. So there's a difference between symptoms and systems. So for example, um, the program that I'm part of, they like to look at it as a tree. So if you look at, you know, envision this gorgeous, beautiful tree and you see the branches, the branches are your symptoms, whether it's bloating, um, autoimmune, just any symptom you could think of, fatigue, soreness, um, anything. Those are your symptoms. Those are the branches and functional nutrition and functional medicine get to the root causes of what's causing those symptoms. So instead of looking at the branches, we're looking at the roots. We're looking at the soil that this tree is grown from. And that's really what the body is, is your brain, your gut, everything is connected. And when it comes to modern medicine, a lot of times it's listen for symptoms, prescribe, whether it's a medication or a surgery. And a lot of times they don't talk enough about lifestyle change. You might go to the doctor and they're like, Hey, you need to lose some weight. You'd be healthier, a few pounds lighter, but the scale doesn't indicate health. There are people who are, you know, according to the BMI, your body mass index from years and decades ago saying, Oh, you're this tall, you're this age, you should be this weight. And if you're over this weight, you're obese. And if you're under this weight, you're underweight. And so that's just out of date. 
So someone can, like myself, for example, the first time I went to the doctor as an adult after having health insurance again, based on my BMI being 5'7", 28 years old, I'm considered like severely overweight because I weigh 180 pounds. And when people look at me, they're like, there's no way in hell you weigh 180 pounds. I'm like, I embrace it. I will step on a scale happily. (laughs) I'm walking, walking, living proof that scale doesn't matter. And so again, if you go to the doctor, they're like, hey, like you need to lose weight. They're not really teaching you how. They might say you need to eat less and you need to move more. But what people don't understand is how the body works and how important nutrition is. And under eating is so common, even if people don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Or people are in a place where they're like, I just want to feel better. And the only way in their mind to feel better is to eat less and less and less because that's what's taught of how you're going to lose weight is eating less. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I just want women, men, everyone to feel so good in their body all the time. And that's what I now teach is the power of, you know, what you eat and that lifestyle of, you know, getting some activity in, hydrating, looking at sleep hygiene, Um I think I already said hydration. It's super important. So I'm going to say it again. Um, Digestion, stress management, all of these different things and how they affect the symptoms and symptom management. But again, the root causes of this, there's three roots um, that I've learned a lot from through Functional Nutrition Alliance, which is who is certifying me. And it's genetics, it's digestion, and it's inflammation. So genetically, we're predisposed to a lot of different things. And our digestion is our, you know, our gut is considered our second brain. And the brain and the gut talk all the time. So if something is wrong, they're indicating each other. And that's where we might experience acne or bloating or indigestion, constipation. I'm sure you get the point. We don't need to talk about that. on yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then inflammation. So if your joints are achy and swollen, if again, you know, bloating is very common, if you're experiencing brain fog, all of these different things go back to those roots. And so it's how can we address the symptoms in a way that because we're looking at the roots first, we're not just going to mitigate symptoms, but now I'm going to teach you about your body. So you understand how to prevent flare-ups, or if you have a flare-up and you have systems prevalent, now you know how to do the things you need to do and why you need to do those things to feel good. So I help my clients realize they can feel good every single day. Life, of course, still happens, but now they know enough about their mind and body to channel all of that and give themselves the best shot to have a good day every day. Right. Absolutely. All of that is very well said. Um, I am <laughs> feel very educated now on the topic. <laughs> Good. Like, oh, okay. and that's all yeah. I like to teach, right? I want, lesson, right? <laughs> I want to know all the things because I tell my clients, <laughs> I'm like, what I want in the world is for everyone to have this information so they could do what they want with it. And the people who work with me, I'm like, listen, I want to work with you for forever. And I will always be your mentor and friend, but I would be doing you a disservice if I don't teach you everything. So you feel like you have to depend on me for whatever time period they work with me, whether it's a couple of months to a year plus, I have some clients who've been working with me for a year because they're just like, I don't want to stop. Yeah, (laughs) Great. But the goal is for them to graduate. The goal is for them to have all the tools in the toolbox to be able to go live their life with this new lifestyle. So the fact that you feel like, wow, I get it. That's because that's what I love, love to do. That's why I'm here. Oh, I love that. And also too, so you really do also cover the root causes of mental, not just physical, but mental health as well. And 
that is also a topic that I feel like needs to be covered, um, especially since this is a podcast dedicated to mental health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, really, how does nutrition affect the mental health? And from your own experience, you know, what really have you seen and what have you, you know, witnessed? Yeah, um, great question. So mental illness and mental health related symptoms, you could say, um, obviously the brain. And so I just talked about how the brain and the gut are connected. So the chemical imbalance that is typically the easiest way to describe mental illness is affected by what we eat. So essentially not saying that these chronic conditions will go away because chronic is chronic, but just like medication manages symptoms, which doesn't get to the root cause, right? So it manages symptoms. And now all of a sudden you're taking medication to help with one symptom, but all the side effects are causing another problem. So now you're on a second medication to deal with the symptoms of the first one. And now all of a sudden you're like, well, what the heck are we actually treating? Mm. Because so many things happen. So what I like to teach people is there's a time and a place for medication. Again, let me just say, I am not a doctor, not a doctor. This is just education. And I work very closely with people's clinicians and physicians, and they make the ultimate call on prescribing and medication management. I'm just here to teach people about their body. And so different foods can have an impact on how you think and how you feel. So highly processed foods that are full of toxins and chemicals, because the U.S. sucks. I'm just going to say it. (laughs) Countries have these restrictions and the U.S. allows a lot of crap in our food mm. that other countries don't, just like they allow a lot of crap in our personal products that other countries don't. So when you're experiencing some of these mental symptoms, a lot of times if your diet consists of a lot of processed, um, prepackaged, high refined sugar foods, if you are depending on a lot of like gluten and dairy, for example, those are two very common intolerances nowadays. You know, there are autoimmune deficiencies Um, and diseases that are linked to some digestion related stuff. But even if, you know, it's not that serious, a lot of people have these sensitivities. So we need to look at the foods that we are maybe not realizing are causing us some of these issues and being like, okay, but what happens if maybe I don't eat fast food as much? I'm not saying cut it out. I still eat fast food. I love donuts, but it's in moderation and realizing that no food is a good or bad food. It's more so just how do the foods make you feel? And a lot of times we don't think about that, right? We're like, we're hungry or we're not hungry. But when you eat different foods, it does affect the mental health. So I like to teach people the art of, again, listening to their body. And it's like, okay, write down what you ate today. How do you feel? And the next day, write down what you eat or use a food tracking app, anything like that. And now people start to see the patterns of, I didn't realize when I eat Brussels sprouts, I get very bloated and it has to do with gas buildup and digestion. So it's like, okay, while Brussels sprouts are very healthy, maybe they're just not the right thing for you because what works for one person doesn't work for the next. And all of that has to do with mental health. If you're not super hydrated, you're not sleeping, you're going to feel irritated. You're going to feel anxious. You're going to have that brain fog. If your body physically doesn't feel good, a lot of times that triggers mental and emotional symptoms, Mm. feel blah. And this is all, again, speaking from experience, I'm not a therapist, I'm not any of that. And I just like keep saying that just so everyone understands. Um, Disclaimer, (laughs) (laughs) all that to say, I'm diagnosed with a chronic mental illness and I openly talk about it. So in 2020, before writing my book, and it was as soon as I was diagnosed, I'm like, ah, now I have to write this. So much in my life makes sense now, the missing piece. I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And there's a lot of stigma around mental health, but there's 
even more stigma around bipolar disorder. Right. Yeah. And so it is a taboo subject. And I will have people who be like, hey, you really shouldn't talk about this. Like it's going to affect your reputation. It's going to affect your businesses. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to be Courtney and I'm not for everyone. That's okay. And so that's why I talk about it because some people will see the word bipolar disorder and run and they're like, oh, heck no. But others, they just don't know what they don't know, right? So if I educate and help them realize anyone with mental illness, they're still a person, we're all just different in our own unique ways. And maybe some people are battling these symptoms and they don't even really know what to you know, put a name to it because maybe they don't have access to health insurance. Maybe they don't have a supportive home life to you know, be encouraged to speak to a therapist. Maybe they don't have what they need to be able to get the referral to see a psychiatrist, to explore medication. And so that's really what fueled me, again, from my musculoskeletal disorder, but then also having a mental health diagnosis, I'm like, this all makes sense. It's that missing piece of how can we bridge the gap between physical, mental, and emotional health. And it's because of these experiences and being willing to be vulnerable to help other people feel heard, seen, valued, and appreciated. Because I think most of what we go through as humans is we just feel misunderstood, but we all want the same things. We want to feel seen. Again, we want to be understood. We all want to feel safe. We want to feel happy. But if we feel like we're being suppressed and we're not being seen for the complexity and the beauty of who we are as a full, a lot of times that makes us feel like we're in isolation and then we're not causing or, you know, we're treating the symptoms. We're not getting to the root of that. And mental health, as you know, I like to say, the root cause of this feeling of not belonging, this feeling of isolation, that feeling of being a burden is because we just don't feel like we can talk about everything that we're experiencing because we don't have that space. And that's why I started my podcast. And that's how you and I connected, right? Yeah. Putting it absolutely. up there. Yeah. This is how it all comes together. And it's, we're so beautiful. The mind is complex. The body is complex. We all have our own story. And that's, again, that's just why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get emotional, but damn. <laughs> oh, I love that. No, I mean, it's so true. And, you know, mental health, I love that you brought up, you know, how, you know, you dealing with bipolar disorder, how it is considered taboo still. And that is a specific mental condition that unfortunately uh, is very taboo and it shouldn't be. No mental disorder should be. But unfortunately, due to society, um, it is, unfortunately. So I do like personally have to thank you for you know really speaking up about that because I know it can be difficult especially on a public platform um (laughs) it can be difficult uh so difficult but I I like love that love that so kudos to you and also I want to dig into the podcast so rooted mindfulness is your podcast I was a guest on it a few days ago and I'm in love with it. I love the topics you cover. I love the way that your show is unscripted and how it is operated and how it flows. Um, I just think it's so rare to really find a platform like that, especially nowadays with everything being so curated and so scripted. Um, So I love, love, love the fact that your show is just just like mine, so raw and so authentic. Um, So what was the goal for that podcast and also to, um, you know, what have you really learned from your own podcast, but also, you know, shedding a light on these topics that need to be talked about. Ooh, great question. So I started my podcast, I want to say 2018 or 2019. And after COVID and not doing weddings, I completely scrapped everything 
And I wish I didn't because there was some good content there, but I was just like, this isn't, this isn't it. And so I scrapped it all. And I have been trying to get back into it. And whenever I record solo, I do not schedule stuff. I, I cannot schedule stuff. I'm not that person who pre-posts stuff. I post in the moment. I say what's on my heart. That's just who I am. I am not scripted. No, it doesn't work for me. And so whenever I would sit and record, whatever came out of my mouth, I literally felt like was exactly what I needed to hear too. So I just had that, that pull. It's like, Court, you need to sit down and record. Someone else needs to hear this and you need to hear it too. And that's kind of how I went about it. So it was very sporadic. It wasn't consistent. And the new vision, you know, going into this is I've had so many people reach out saying like, thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for posting your story. Um, and it just continues to be something I'm like, how can I serve in a bigger way? How can I help people feel again, seen, heard, valued, um, appreciated. And I was like, I want to pivot this slightly. Sure. Maybe I'll do solo podcasts every now and again, but I want to bring people on in a safe judgment-free place to share their story, whatever that story is, if it's mental health, if it's physical health, if it's just their life's story and what they've been through, let's freaking do it. And that's basically what happened. And so I just kind of started putting it out there. Hey, I'm looking for guests. If anyone wants to come on, here's the vibe. And I was hopeful that it would be a thing and people would be in on it. And I had no idea just how much people wanted this. And so like recording with you earlier this week, I started recording with people. I want to say, I don't even know it's February now, but only maybe the last two weeks of January, because I had a lot of stuff on hold. And now it's like, oh my gosh, I might be publishing all the time at this point, because so many people just want to be heard. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what's so beautiful about it is some people want it on YouTube, some people don't, some people don't want it linked back to them at all. But it's the fact that when people get to speak about what's on their heart, they finally get that sense of relief that maybe they haven't had. And that's why I was like, you know what, we're going to freaking do it. And at least these people have that outlet that maybe they haven't had before, because that's what I wanted. I want to show up as that girl that I so badly needed when I was younger. And so I take that as how can I continue to do that and help other people truly grow and thrive? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Again, very well said. Um, I agree too, you know, with this, with my own platform, uh, Raw Talk, I feel like the same way. I think when you give people a platform where they can just express themselves really openly and, you know, also provide um, a comfortable and safe place for that um, to grow. Um, it's truly a beautiful moment, you know, especially with women too. I feel like women in, in you know, years past, I mean, we've, we've honestly just been so much against each other. Um, but it's so, I mean, it, we're so beyond that. Uh, it's 2023, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's so beyond that. So it's so interesting and, and really, again, beautiful to, you know, even listen to you right now and have you on my show. Um, because it's true, you know, it's true. We connected and, and, you know, just you and I, you know, it just, it just stuck, right. It just stuck. <laughs> it just works. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, absolutely. I love everything that you just said. And, um, I, again, I mirror that energy right, right back at you. Cause it's so true. So true. And, you know, along with podcasting and really having to be self-aware with your mindfulness and, you know, really just digging into yourself. Uh, what are some self-help tips that you have or experiences uh, that you can share that have just helped you alongside your journey? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've just been writing for forever 
um, when I was younger and going through all of that, and even before having that uh, musculoskeletal disorder diagnosis, I was just kind of writing to, I guess you could say the universe. I didn't know who I was writing to, but I was writing as if someone was listening and sitting with me. Um, and I never let anyone read them. Uh, it was just kind of like, Hey, here's my thoughts at the end of the day today. And I have continued to do that. Um, you know, I don't even know how many years, but pretty much like as soon as I could start writing and put thoughts together and was, you know, self-aware enough to know what was going on around me. So I always recommend journaling and you now today, there's so much technology. You can audio journal like before, um, you know, there's so many free apps and stuff like that, but I used to just kind of speak into the oblivion here on this podcast platform um, and just not publish it. It was just like, what's on my heart today? Because then I can go back and listen to it if I need to, because sometimes people feel intimidated for writing because they're like, well, where do I start? And I always mm -hmm. say, just look at a blank piece of paper, doodle around if you need to, and then all of a sudden it'll come to you. But a lot of times I always like to say, once you get it out of your head, whether it's audio or on paper, you can let it go. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom had done this thing when I was younger that she gave me this jar and she decorated it and it was called the let it go jar. And so since I overthink, um, especially with mental illness and everything like that, I would find myself like, court, you've got to find a way to stop overthinking this. So I'd write it down, put it in the jar and it was like, okay, it's done. Um, so highly recommend, you know, finding a creative outlet like that and getting creative, like stop and ask yourself time, money, resources aside, what would you do and why? And how can you tap into those passions and do the, you know, do what you can with what you have and just really like find ways to inspire yourself again. What is that missing piece? One of my mentors always talked about what were you doing when you were younger, when your parents, your guardians, whoever called you inside and you didn't, you know, whether you're outside or inside and they said, it's time to go to bed or it's dinner time. What were you doing when it was so hard for you to walk away from that? tap back into that inner child creativity because that was not random. There's a reason you were really into that. And there's a good chance everyone who's listening, you still have that part of you now, but as a, a young adult, as a professional, as a parent, um, anything like that, wherever your life's journey is taking you, we lose sight and we lose touch with that part of us and it's still in us. So if you can find a way to read, you know, bring that back to the surface, you're going to live a more mindful, fulfilling and happier life. Yes. Yes. Very well said. And I actually talked about my own inner child theory on your show too. Yes. And loved it. It's so important. You know, I love that you brought that up on my show too, because it's so, so, so important. I mean, that is where we all come from. We come from children um, and we grow into, into our own as adults. Um, but it's, it's very, very important to keep that in mind um, because it is a mentality that we all have, but we don't all want to see. But again, it can be super beneficial for our mental health and really just our overall well-being and, you know, who we want to be um, in the adult world. So, yeah, I love all of what you said. And again, I have to thank you again for being on the show. You've been such an incredible guest and so insightful and so educational. And I've just been taking mental notes this whole time. I'm like, wow, you know, <laughs> this is great. This is great. But um, no, you're just so incredible with all the work that you've done and you've accomplished so much. Um, again, we're both women in our 20s, so it's so cool to see another woman in her 20s just going after with what she wants with her life and just vibing her own way and vibing her own dreams out so it's very very inspirational to see that firsthand so thank you for being so much a guest and really just being yourself and you know just spreading light yeah seriously thank you for being here well I guess being here with me even in yeah. <laughs> what's on you know your platform and stuff because 
you know, it's not random. The right people come into your life at the right time. And like Absolutely. you said, delight. And that's in a couple different places on my website. It's like, just be human sunshine today. How can you just be yourself because when you're authentically you, you give other people permission to be themselves. I absolutely believe that through and through. So yeah, just thank you for, again, being the, uh, I don't know what I can say on here. So I will limit my, my <laughs> language just being the bad, you know what, that you are. Um, you are just, again, so inspiring and when we connected and even after our podcast, I'm not gonna lie, I just like scrolled on your social media and just creeped. And I almost wanted to start liking all these posts, but you're gonna say total creep. But I was just like, oh my gosh, she is an amazing human. And I'm just so thankful that social media did what it does best and just connects the right people. So thank you for being on my show. Thank you for letting me be here. And again, just being in this moment together.